Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin still to come tonight. Paul Spore from Fangraphs. Uh, it's good to be able to talk baseball again. We'll do that. Uh, and a whole bunch more, including uh, looking at some Final Four markets, including the most outstanding player market. We'll do that momentarily. But first, uh, let's update the scores, Kelly. Yeah, around the NBA, we have the Hornets up on the Nuggets right now, 43-41. to 41. Uh, 5.30 remaining in the second quarter of that game. That is a, a game I would not mind getting in live on the Nuggets side of things. I do agree with Nick. I just wasn't will, really willing to lay a lay the three and a half or whatever. So if they fall back a little bit more, I might be in live on the Nuggets side. Uh, Magic at the Cavs right now. Minute 30 left in the first half. Cavaliers up on the Magic 53-49. to 49. Uh, Cavs seven and a half point live favorites. 219 and a half. Your live total. Hawks up on the Pacers, 70-59, to 59, a minute 30 left in the second quarter. Uh, Hawks, 12.5-point live favorites, 253.5, the live total. Hawks. Hawks. Bulls with the early lead over the Knicks, 26-17, 215 left in the first quarter. Bulls, 7.5-point live favorites, 216.5, your live total. Celtics out early on the Raptors, 27-23, two minutes left in the first quarter. Raptors still laying 5.5 live, 219.5, your live total. Uh, first quarter action in Miami, Heat lead the Kings 22-13, two and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Heat 15.5 point live favorites, 207.5, your live total. Over on the ice, two games in action. Hurricanes at the Capitals, Hurricanes lead this one 2 to nothing. start of the second period. Uh, Hurricanes minus. Minus 750 live. Capitals plus 425. Six and a half your live total. 
and the Blues lead the Canucks one to nothing. Nine minutes left in the first period. Blues minus four hundred live. Canucks plus two seventy five. Your live total is set at six. All right, appreciate that. No, uh, no college basketball classic action for you guys tonight. Nothing? No, none tonight. No? We have NIT back tomorrow night, though I believe. NIT yeah. back NIT tomorrow semis night. Semis tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Couple NBA tips that are uh, coming up here in a few minutes. Do have that Warriors at the Grizzlies game updated inf- injury info on that. Jaron Jackson Jr. out tonight for the Grizzlies. So that brings us up to no Clay Thompson, no Stephen Curry, no Draymond Green. Uh, let's see, no, no Gary Payton's going to go. It looks like and Andre Iguodala will go. Both upgraded to probable on the Golden State side, so that's some good news. Uh, no Jaron Jackson Jr., no job rant for the Grizzlies in what you would have thought of two weeks ago as a massive game in the Western Conference, missing a lot of guys. So that line now sitting about nine nine to nine and a half, depending on where you're betting at, total uh, 221 and a half to 222, I'm seeing, depending which shop uh, you're uh betting at and then the other game starting in a few minutes spurs at the rockets spurs roll uh laying nine and a half points uh on the road in houston 233 to 233 and a half the live total in that one hope uh hope folks got in on kadermatova when uh, we brought it up she broke back she broke again up six five serving for the first nice. set in that match. So if you got it at a good price at plus 187, you did better than even I did with the preflop number. So uh, about a few minutes ago, um, they have come out with the injury report for tomorrow's game. Paul George officially listed as questionable for today. Hey. Yeah, upgraded to questionable. So, yeah, I know, I, I don't know, I'm not going to get overly excited about questionable, but usually it looks like he's sounding like he's going to go. That, that team, I, I do agree with. And I think JVT brought this up. I'm maybe just assuming it's JVT because it's the Clippers we're talking about. But I think it's Paul, as soon as Paul George gets back in there, and if he's playing anything like he was before he got hurt, uh, this Celtics team becomes a lot more, or so the Clippers team becomes a lot more dangerous very quickly. And no word on Kawhi after that. Yeah, no, but we, I mean, what we heard, what, three weeks, a month ago, that they could both return at mm-hmm. some point. So, yep. I mean, I think no lost hope. I haven't seen a, 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 a more detailed update on him. Kawhi, we're going to find out the night before. Yeah. I think Paul George, though, I, I have a feeling he's going to come back, and, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's looking pretty good right away. I, I think they were pretty cautious with with his return i think there was where they're at in the standings and stuff it wasn't there wasn't any rush necessarily to get him back i think this was very planned to give him you know about two weeks prep time before the playoffs start uh you know hopefully you know uh, you know, work, work him into work him into the rotation. Figure out what your rotation and starting lineup is going to be heading into the playoffs. Since they've they've played pretty well without him, I think that's something they got to figure out who they're. I was, you know, I was who they're to sending say, to the bench. Kelly, I was about to say Ty Lue deserves a lot of credit. He's yeah. not going to get the coach of the year, but that Clippers team for being so solidly in the play, and you know they're not going to you know they've always been that. And they're not going to get knocked out either way. They're not going to, you know, get higher. They're not going to get lower. They will be in a playing situation. But to do that without Kawhi and without Paul George for so long, and to be competitive all the time throughout this whole season, he does a great job. By the way, the other thing, since you know, just riffing off Coach of the Year, Ime Odoka doesn't deserve any Coach of the Year thoughts. I mean, I guess I know we, it's like Monty Williams and the Suns are so good, and they were so good without Chris Paul too. It's like he got snubbed last year. You can't give it to anybody else, I guess. But Udoka should at least just get a nod, right? It's it, it's th- that award is, 
We talk about the NFL, NBA. It is one of the most difficult to bet on, but I also think one of the ones that offers the most value because of situations like that, right? Where we we hit Tibbs last year, and it was more just of a number play. It was just yeah. more like, okay, there's kind of we think there's three guys involved here. He's kind of the third man out. End up ends up winning. Like I had a fourteen to one ticket on him, and it wasn't like I bet it too far out before the end of the season. I Gil, I, I I think he's up. I mean, he's he has to be in at least the top three conversation, right? It's like him, Monty, and J.B. Biggerstaff. I'll put up there. And if J.B. Biggerstaff was the star of the first half of the season, Yudoka yeah. is the second half Without of the question. Without question. Without question. But it's but it's tough to it's tough to make a case for anybody else besides Monty Williams in the end. Just because Phoenix is just so far better uh, in the standings than anybody else. I guess at this point, I'm I would be pretty pretty interested to see what role they really want Paul George to play here down the stretch because they're not going to fall out, and then there's almost no chance that they get out of the play-in. I mean, like they would have right. to basically you know go seven and zero down the stretch, and then have some some fortune as well. So. Is there really any upside here other than him just kind of like knocking the rust off? I, I of think him, it's simply that. Of him playing like anything more than a handful of minutes every night, right? Because it, it it's they're almost certainly in the playoff, you know. But but that's that was kind of my point where I, I think that I think if he needed to, he probably could have been back a week or two ago. You know what I mean? But they've kind of been stuck in this same spot. So I don't think there was a reason to rush him back. And yes, now I think it's just knock off the rust, get ready for this play in tournament. I mean, the other guy we kind of forgot about because he only played a couple games before getting hurt is Norman Powell. I mean, he's back practicing too. So any day he could be cleared to return as well. All of a sudden, you've got, I mean, two explosive scores. Rejoining this lineup, and I mean, I, I know I've brought up a million times on the show throughout the season, but just the younger guys that have gotten run with this team that have gotten so much better. I mean, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennards, Amir Coffees of the world, Brandon Boston Jr. Go on and on with this Clippers team, and all these guys at some point have had a major impact on how their season's gone. I do think they are a, a dangerous under the radar team in the Western Conference. Do you feel that the Heat, your Miami Heat, Kelly? Who probably will beat Sacramento tonight? They're they're up fifteen, but have lost four in a row. A couple of those, if not three of those, after the old skirmish on the sideline. Um, problem there, like really bad problem, or do you think it's just something that will pass? I think it's a great question. I uh, I, I am concerned right now. I, I I'm definitely. I, I don't think you can't be concerned right now. The fact that that stuff happened, and. They've piled up the L's since then. Um, I think it has to concern you a little bit. Now, do I trust them to to figure this all out and be okay once we get in the playoffs? Yeah, but this Eastern Conference is, t- is as tough. As, I, I mean, it, it was tough already before you had started having internal problems. I think that's the last thing you want going into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's something you have to be at least mildly concerned about when you talk about this Miami team he- heading into the playoffs. You man, it's really. I'm just sitting here looking at the at Kelly trying to say that the Clippers are going to be, you know, kind of an under radar team, and like it, it. I mean, they are. And here's the other thing: is is you look at these teams, we are still sitting where Dallas, Utah, Denver, Minnesota. Like we have no idea who's going to end up in the in the play-in. No, like we don't, because we have seen several of these teams go on four and five game skids, and that would be. That would that be it? That's all. That's all it would it's, take. It's also interesting that that when you go to that group of teams, because we've we've said all year long, oh, how great the Western Conference is with all these teams. 
But every one of those teams you just met, and I'll even go up all to Golden State, right? Obviously, Golden State full strength, not the same thing. But all those teams feel like there's a scenario where they could all lose first round series too, which is kind of mm-hmm. strange to think about. Oh, though, totally. You know, but like th- there's a lot of vulnerability in the Western Conference, whereas in the Eastern Conference, the fir- the top four, like I feel good with the exception of maybe the Heat. I feel good about the Celtics and the Bucks and the Sixers. They they go a little further down, I think, in terms of what I feel confident about than actually in the Western Conference. No, I think the Eastern Conference playoffs this year is going to be one of the uh, most exciting playoffs I've ever watched in the NBA. I mean, the, hey, there the, are teams. the West, every matchup's great, but like you can yeah. see teams crapping out, and we're like, oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I will go to this point right now. I'll tell I'll tell you right now that if if Paul, assuming Paul George and Norman Powell back in the lineup, and if the Clippers end up in the seven seed. Staring down the Memphis Grizzlies, I will be on a Clippers series, Bryce. That that is one bet I will be on for sure. Okay. Wow. Calling a shot. All right. A Clippers series price against two? The Grizzlies. Assuming really? the Clippers make it in, if they make it to that seven seed and don't land you, in the eight seed. I will say this about you, Kelly Bidlin. You have remained steadfast about this whole Grizzlies will be a great regular season team. Not so sure about the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, and look, a part of built into that is what's what's going on with Ja, too, right? He's going to be out. We don't know. I mean, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be back by, by the time the playoffs start, but playoffs. is he? Is he banged up? We don't really know, right? We'll have to watch a couple games before we know that. There, there are two tips that are happening right now, just in case you guys want to get in. Uh, the Spurs and the Rockets, 9.5 to 10 in favor of the Spurs. And then we got the Warriors and the Grizzlies with the Grizzlies, 9, 9.5 in favor of them at home. Might have spoken a little too soon on Kadermatova. She got broke back. They're in a third, first set tiebreaker. It's anybody's first set. We still got a good price, though, where we stand right at this moment. Coming back, we'll look at uh, NCAA March Madness props, including most outstanding player, next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. March Madness Final Four set uh, after what was just an awesome first four rounds of the tournament, which featured lots of upsets. Like his first three rounds, anyway, featuring lots of upsets. Uh, it all sort of came to Chalk McChalkerson this weekend, and we have the most blue blood of all blue blood Final Fours, with, you know, apologies to Kentucky and UCLA, let's say, uh, that you could possibly get. Villanova and Kansas. To uh, tip things off, Saturday, 6.09 Eastern, 3.09 Pacific, with the Jayhawks favored by 4.5, a total of 132.5, which I think is too high. And then North Carolina and Duke, the first time in this storied rivalry that these two teams have met in the tournament ever, which is amazing to think about. Uh, Duke favored by 4, that total way higher, 151. Um, my only play that I like preflop in any of these is the under in that Villanova Kansas game. Like I just think Villanova, again, authors of that fifty to forty four win on Saturday against Houston. They don't have Justin Moore, kid from Dematha High School, one of the great basketball factories in the country at Hyattsville, Maryland. Uh, ruptured his Achilles with thirty five seconds left in that game on Saturday. By the way, so apparent immediately to any of those who any of those of us who have ruptured Achilles and those who have not probably at this point who are savvy about ruptured Achilles. It was just like KD's ruptured Achilles, even though the Warriors, for whatever reason, wouldn't tell us that it was a ruptured Achilles for a long time. Uh, poor kid. Young kid, obviously, having that injury. So he's done. He's their second leading scorer, the Wildcats' second leading scorer, second leading assist man behind Colin Gillespie. Here are the odds to win the whole tournament. Duke, now the short shot, plus 155. Kansas, plus 185. Villanova, plus 450. And Carolina, 5-1. to one. Any bet there for you? I mean, I know that it was... The numbers moved against. It opened like three, three and a half in favor of Kansas. Now it's all the way up to four and a half. But I, I do kind of feel like it's just one of those deals where talent wins out in in that one. I kind of flinched and didn't bet it, and then now it's moved to four and a half. I think even then I might end up with something small on on Kansas in that one. And then as far as Duke North Carolina, I don't you know I don't really have an opinion on that one. Whenever you kind of look at how North Carolina has has been playing in this tournament and how they've morphed through the down the stretch and in the tournament and then going ahead and spoiling Coach K's 
air quote last game against North Carolina, <laughs> against North Carolina, and and all that. I mean, so I, I didn't have a play really towards that one. I did have a pretty heavy lean to to Kansas, but I again I flinched, and that number moved pretty rapidly off the off the three all the way to four and a half. It's the college basketball version of uh, what was that? Tom Brady's last touchdown pass was that yes. the one that was auctioned? Yes. For yeah, half a mil. Yeah, yeah, it's a good comparison. Yeah, in the futures market, I don't think there's anything for him. But I, I think I'm laying four with Duke. I haven't done it yet, but I think I'm going to lay four with Duke. Carolina gave him all he can handle at Cameron Indoor. We'll see if they can do it again. Most outstanding players, pretty interesting prop here, again, for the tournament itself. And uh, it will be, traditionally, of course, the player on the winning team. Paolo Boncaro of Duke is your short shot, plus 275. What great defensive plays uh, he has made, and offensive plays, but great defensive plays he's made down the stretch of this tournament as well. Ochai Agbaji for Kansas, who took a while to show up in their game yesterday against Miami. 5-1. to one. A couple Villanova guys, Jermaine Samuels and Colin Gillespie. Armando uh, Baycott for Carolina is actually the short shot for the Heels at 10-1. to one. There's Remy Martin, the transfer from Arizona State for the Jayhawks at 12-1. to one. I'm a little surprised, as we look down the right side, that Caleb Love is 20-1. to one. Caleb Love, who just single-handedly beat UCLA. And I'm wondering if he were to do that one more time in a game and Carolina would get to the promised land, if 20-1 to 1 isn't some value there, just because he has the one right. super performance in the bag already? It's one of those things, too, and it's maybe just because he – he is always doing something out there. It isn't always good, but it, <laughs> they do. They do mention Remy Martin a ton every single they every love single yes. Mentioning yeah. Remy Martin, like, and so it's like I wonder how many of these guys just keep hearing the name over and over and over and over and over again, and then if they happen to to win it all, then you know maybe that's just kind of beat into their head again. The name's getting mentioned not always because he's doing something good, like sometimes sometimes because he's doing something bad, but you sure do hear his name a ton during the broadcast. So I don't know. But I, I'm kind of with you. It, like, it, I mean, it's, it'll be Bancaro for sure if if Duke wins, so I don't think there's any value on any of these other guys. But I don't know. Martin Love, if you wanted to just hold a, a little bit of a longer ticket, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hate on that. I think I don't think that – Villanova moves on, so I don't. I wouldn't bet either one of those guys. Yeah, that was the uh, Remy Martin was the one that kind of stuck out, st- stuck out to me. I, I Jeremy Roach, I think was so big in that game the other night. But I think you're right, Matt. I think it's just if it's Duke, I think it's going to be Bancaro. So I think it's hard to bet anybody else. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I, that's that's where it's tough. Where there's so many of these stretches, and, and against that, you know, in that game against Texas Tech, the problem is Boncaro was such just as big down the stretch. So I, I think I'm with you. Jeremy Roach has, has really impressed me this tournament, though, as far as what his prospects might be at the at the next level. That guy's got some moves. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Remy Martin would be would be my bet if anything here. Um, is is this a market you guys typically ever bet during the NCAA tournament? Not me. Yeah, me either. Really, no. It's interesting to look at, but one I rarely ever. In fact, I'm wondering if I have ever placed a bet in this market. I can't remember one offhand. It's it's been multiple years at least for me because I can't remember one offhand either. I uh, guys, I mean, it's probably we never wish for injury, we never whatever. We just but we did talk about this scenario, right? So Evan Mobley has left the game, will not return. Sprained ankle for him. Sprained ankle for him. What are you saying? Fire up the Scotty Barnes bets? I understand what you're uh, he, he meant Kate Cunningham, not Scotty Barnes. <laughs> yeah. So, again, we talked about this scenario in which if he were to miss any time, they are, they are certainly 
they are certainly going to need to to rest him, and they have no chance of doing anything if he's not able to if he's not able to play up to uh, to his level. So anyway, just just anyway, throwing it out there. If you wanted, if anyone wanted to splash, so this bit. So the question here becomes right because let's just get this. You know, let's get this accurately. So the Cleveland Cavaliers after tonight, after tonight, will have a grand total of six games left in the season. Currently, one game behind the Toronto Raptors, seventh seed in the East. Yeah, and Evan Mobley has already played in sixty-six. So. He will have played in 67 basketball games, 66 and a half basketball games, but 67 basketball games in an 82-game season. That's still plenty to win an award like that, right? Like, it's not 67 is plenty of games to, to be, you know, we were talking, remember last year we were talking with LaMelo Ball when he had 41 in pocket and we weren't sure if he was going to come back. We're like, is 41 enough to win? Yeah. 67 is far cry from that. So I don't know unless unless the you know unless it's recent, closer than we think unless like, it's closer than we think and somebody goes off here the next yeah stretch and, of unless games. it's closer than we think because again we're looking at it from a betting odds standpoint right. but that doesn't necessarily mean what the perception is with the people who are voting on right. so like again like we're as we talked about in baseball last year like, right no one's talking about Brandon Crawford he's a hundred to one he finished third. I find it a little interesting because they rarely ever pull these that the, the rookie of the year market is down right now. Oh, at uh, DraftKings. Yep. Uh huh. They don't. It's uh, like they're listening. Yeah. I'm trying to see if they're up anywhere else. Oh, points bet pulled it as well. Let's see. Yep. Look hmm. at that. And I think all that all the, I think all that means is not that he's losing there per se, but what no, you no, no. just said, Matt. It's yeah. that I, I mean you don't know what the perception is of the voters, and you and they don't want to take any last minute Cunningham action. You here. don't want to take any yeah. five six yeah. to ones on Cunningham yeah. Barnes yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. and yeah, get hammered on that yeah. if he ends up winning. So I, I I mean that's all it is, but it is a little interesting. It's down pretty much everywhere. Well, well, heading into the last uh, two weeks of the hey, NBA season, you got to be. You told stuff people to sprinkle. I mean, so maybe people out there sprinkled. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I'd have. I'd like to have that in my. The other, right the now. other one. Uh, now we got. We got a minute and a half to talk about this. This might take longer. I might might have Mike Adams on later in the week to explain this. Now the there is an interesting thing going on with the scoring leader race. That there is a. Kevin Durant, you will not find on the, on the stat leaders of, for points per game. It's because he will not play enough games to qualify to win the stat. Except there is a loophole to that rule. If you've played enough games, you add on zeros basically to his points points till you get to 58 games. The most games Kevin Durant can play in is 56 games. But if you add what his scoring average is, add it up with two more zeros for 57, 58 games, redo his average, he will his points per game average, if it was above anybody else, would win the scoring title. Now, I have not found a single shop up with Kevin Durant as an option because he's currently not qualified for that statistical category. But it was something I was talking about last week with Mike Adams. It's a very interesting loophole to the rule. I just have not seen his name posted at any market. You're going to have to repeat that after the break. By the way, LeBron James has only played yeah, 55 so, games. So Yeah, so he has. Yeah. he's three shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he is three shy. They were talking about that earlier today that it would be – 
because some people were saying oh, they should just shut him, you know, shut him down for the season. What does it matter? And all of a sudden, it's like, well, it matters from that standpoint. Yes, KD. That's why KD twenty nine point five points a game in forty eight. LeBron thirty point one in fifty five. So even LeBron, he's got to get to fifty eight for that to for that to qualify, or you add on those zeros and reset the average. I actually think it means enough for him to try desperately to play. I'm not sure he cares about the Lakers at this point, but certainly about that. Coming back, Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup. Like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. I'm talking about oven baked sizzling bacon. Fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and it's simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Just hearing word that uh, Will Smith has apologized to Chris Rock on social media, you said? Yeah. 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 He should apologize. You know why? Because Chris Rock didn't press charges. That's why he should apologize. Uh, yeah. He owes him. Everyone owes Chris Rock. Will Smith owes Chris Rock. The Oscars owes Chris Rock. Because he powering through that was unbelievable. I'm still so confused about it. I didn't watch it. So, like, I saw it on Twitter, the Twitter videos. Yeah, it's old news already. It was, it was bizarre. I didn't. Matt had a great b- fight breakdown pre-show. <laughs> he did. <laughs> of what? No, it's a good cause, theory. Because I don't know if I believe if it's real or no, not. Like, it was he, so. It's, it was completely real. People were saying it's not real. Get your explanation, please. Yeah, it, because. If you watch that, I mean, like, he didn't even remotely flinch. He didn't yeah. even – he didn't roll with the thing. Like, it was – he just took it because he didn't know it was coming. Right. So, when you like, there's no way if you knew a guy was about to blast you that you were <laughs> – that you would at least, like, a little bit turn into it to where it wasn't as solid as humanly possible whenever it hit. But that was uh, – You would have to believe Chris Rock is the most unbelievable yes. – Actor and fighter. Hey man, in the, maybe world. the magic of Hollywood. You never have a. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Will Smith pulled pulled his punch a bit. It was a hundred percent real. I haven't watched the Oscars in twenty years. I, it didn't make me turn them on this time. It, there's nothing about that. that uh, oh, it did. Nothing about that. As soon as Parles texted me, I was like, "What?" The next two and a half hours of my life were just all about that. Yeah, that I got was... everything I needed off social media. I, I, was I know I'm with you, but uh, you know, everything. like it's tough to break into the news cycle these days. Uh, you know, a little little spice up at the Oscars helps makes it. Oscars ratings up 35 percent from last year, or something like that. Was it? See, something I, like uh, well, nobody, yeah, but nobody. I, saw I know I'm going full conspiracy yeah, theorist yeah. here, but you That's know, true dad, true dad. Yeah, here's the thing: I never saw any of the movies this year either. Yeah, me either. <laughs> you see a movie this year? Any of those? I didn't even see King Richard. Matt, when was the last time you were in a movie theater? About eight years ago. Eight years. That beats me. Oh, you know what? That just remind me of the. Uh, did you guys see what the the sign coming in? Oh no! Do you ever see random conferences in Vegas that you'd be like, you're like, you know what? I would go check that out. If I just had free two hours, I'd go check it what, out. What conference? So it's here? like all the Cinemark general managers. Oh, I did see that from side. around the country doing a conference here. I'm like, I would love to sit in on what the future of movie theaters are in America. Yeah, I'm like, I, what, like I would love to sit in on that conversation. Well, Why? From, to get me, I don't know. <laughs> to get me, it better be there. Better be massage chairs. Yeah. There better be like three feet of space between me and because that's what ended the whole thing with movies. Oh, and like, alcohol. I, I, I don't like other people. I hate other people. If I, they like, like me too, yep. they talk. And yeah. they text, and the phone keeps lighting up, and it's like, and look, I was, I was once that kid as well. But it's a great place for high school kids to go and hang out and make be, out, and, yeah, and 
talk and whatever and socialize and all that. And like, that's fine and dandy, but I'm here. I'm, you know, I don't want to hear you. I'm trying to hear this thing. And it just, it got to a point to where I told you, I have a buddy who, when he goes to the movies, oh. one, he'll only go during the day. Mm-hmm. And then he buys a ticket on the back row so there can't be anyone behind him. And then he buys both, this, both seats oh, on each I, side. Of I got a better one. My brother, my neurotic brother, he, his last days of the movie theater, just like you were saying, but he would buy a seat and he'd buy the two seats on his side, the one in front of him and the one behind him. Where are movie like, theaters ever that patchy? He's, that a, he's like, about. I don't want to get kicked in the back. I don't want the people next to me. I don't want somebody in front of me blocking my view. I was like, please don't tell that to anybody. So, Matt, you haven't been like eight years. The one cool thing is, like, they actually serve booze at most movie theaters now. That seat, to me, that seems like it would make the experience, like, worse. For people who want to talk during movies and who like to talk during movies, they probably talk more. If, yeah, okay, if, that, I mean, I can't if, argue if that. They're, if they're fielding questions from the general public at this Cinemark convention, which I, I, I don't I, know if they are. See? I would go to the I would absolutely be interested. And You're say, interested now. I would say, listen, I fall asleep generally in a dark movie theater within 11, 12 minutes. <laughs> are you going to provide an even more comfortable chair that will get me knocked out? <laughs> Six or seven minutes. See, you started off this segment not wanting any part of this. And now you're intrigued to go for an hour like me. Make them all the chairs (laughs) massage chairs. Like, ensure me three feet of space on each side of me. Like, let me. See, I would drag Matt Brown. I'd be like, everybody in this room, this guy hasn't been to a movie theater in eight years, convince all of us right now of why we should keep attending. Or put like (laughs) VIP (laughs) sections in these. So, like, there's like five or six seats that you just pay more for, and then you have space. And you have like whatever, and I've got like a button where I can like eject people and stuff. And, like, the whole, like, the, it'd be amazing. See, Matt's got ideas, man. He's yeah. coming really to the convention with ideas. After this, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll go down there. Excuse me, Mr. Cinemark. I'd like to. I'd like, like, we'd like to schedule a with meeting with yes. your, your top general managers in can the primetime action. Cinemark, group? please. I'd like to talk to Bob Cinemark. Anybody from Cinemark listening to this is just like, we're just there to party. We yeah. don't. Yeah, exactly. Someone's actually sitting there going like, there's no Bob Cinemark. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bob. There's Robert no, Cinemark. Yes, there's no Robert you, Cinemark. Uh, Malik Willis, now considered, I guess, the first quarterback to go in this draft. We don't know if that'll happen, but certainly the sentiment, certainly the markets have reflected that it is now Malik Willis from Liberty as the first guy to go quarterback-wise, I, I guess. Where might he get drafted? You can bet on that at DraftKings. With the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, who right now it's the Sean, it's the uh, Sam Darnold show still, plus two fifty for Malik Willis to go to the Panthers. The Steelers, who do have Mitch Trubisky right now penciled in as their starting quarterback, he, the Steelers are plus three fifty. By the way, there's some rumors that if and when the Browns cut Baker Mayfield, that the Steelers might be interested in him as well. Who knows? Falcons, they don't have anybody right now, except for. Marcus Mariota, plus 350 for Malik Willis to end up with Atlanta. Detroit with Jared Goff is plus 350. Seahawks with, well, I don't know, plus 350. That, of course, is one of the sort of more open spots in the National Football League. And then everybody else with the Giants starting at 8-1. to I don't know. I have no idea here. So, basically, this becomes a who... Who is going to trade up? Do you feel like a team is going to trade up for him? Try and ergo the problem. Yes, how you have to handicap this because so the short shot being the Panthers because of where they're drafting in the draft, and then the reason all these other teams are all the same price is because 
every single one of those te- you know every single one of those teams is either in the market kind of for a quarterback or has been rumored to trade up for a quarterback and all that. So it's like that's the problem with all of this is trying to trying to handicap just exactly. I mean, listen, the Panthers go to the short shot because of exactly what came out of their camp last week, and we mentioned it here on the show, where they said, we are addressing the quarterback position, be it adding another one in free agency or through the draft. Well, as we well know, there's not going to be a quarterback available in free agency. We just heard the Niners are not going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. The Bear, the Browns have said they're not going to cut Baker Mayfield. They both want something, whatever it might be, in return for for those guys. And so it comes down to, okay, do does Detroit say at that two pick? And do they just go, all right, look, golf's definitely not the future. Let's reach. Well, I hope so. Is that is that? I, I got to bet it on it already. To so go, I, to go I have number bet, two in Detroit. I have a bet on him to go first quarterback, which I got oh. before the market shifted his way. So I got plus one thirty five on that, and then I took a flyer plus five fifty on him to go number with the number two pick. So whether that's yeah. Detroit or someone trading up into that position, uh, that's a small bet, a bit of a flyer. Who knows? I think at this point, Matt, I would look more for the maybe an under draft position on him, just because there's like you're talking about. There's so many teams in here that are in the mix. I could definitely see a trade-up scenario work uh, happening, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up going earlier. You know than what his draft position ends up being set at. Try to look right now. I don't even know if I've seen scenario he went with. You said it's a scenario. Scenario. It's very, it's very polished. Oops, my bad. That's my scenario. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. Scenario, scenario. I don't know which one I say more often. I mix. Always say scenario. I always. Say I do, scenario. Yeah. I think I'm, I go I'm pretty with both. consistent, depending yeah. uh, apparently on who I'm talking about or the scenario or scenario I'm talking about. They do not uh, have the over under at least at DraftKings. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen a draft position Probably posted for him. You want to know why? Because they have no idea. Ex- what to put that exactly. Number. Exactly. Because you put it at five and a half, and everyone's betting the under. You put it at two and a half. Everyone's betting the other. It's like it's very tough. I, I I just think the way this draft stacks up with what do we have? Seven teams with multiple first round picks. Like I think you might see wheeling and dealing going on just to move up well, a spot or two to grab a guy like this. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that, the Lions are at three fifty again because they're they're sitting with the two pick. Yep. Then mm-hmm. you've got all these other teams because as we just mentioned, look, the Texans need a whole new team. Right. So them holding on to the three pick. It makes no, no sense. sense for them, right? No I sense. mean, like they, somebody if if Detroit doesn't take Malik Willis at two, they will at least get calls. Now, whether they make the deal or not, I don't know. But like Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Seattle, like they will at least get calls, right, for that number three pick. And so that's why you see all these teams sitting at that at that exact same number. This. As we sit right now, listen, we're going to continue to do as much research as we humanly can. But as of right now, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you to make a bet on this. Kelly's favorite tribe called Quest Jam is, uh, what's the scenario? <laughs> nah, it's kind of kicking. <laughs> what's the scenario? Uh, this has nothing to do with Malik Willis, or maybe does. Do you hear like Kyle Hamilton's forty time ends up being like four seven something? Oh yeah, his draft position. Yeah, Wait, that's not good. Coming back, Beeson's primetime action.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, tip of the strip, South Point. Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, uh, feels like we've spent a while since we've updated the scores. You want to do that right now? Yeah, let's do that. We should uh, we should circle back to Kevin Durant too. We got we got sidetracked uh, yes. on, uh, by uh, Oscar Stock. Please, uh, yeah. Over in the NBA, we've got the Nuggets up on the Hornets, eighty-three to seventy-six. I did not get in live on the Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets seven and a half point live favorites now. Two twenty-eight and a half the live total. Fifty-five left in the third. Jokic already with a triple double. Seventeen points, fifteen rebounds, ten assists. And uh, again, still, still three minutes left. Oh, he's so. picked up the scoring. I think he had seven points at halftime, but he had the rebounds were already in double digits and the assists were approaching yeah, there. 17, 15, and 10 for him already. Man. Uh, Cavs one point lead over the Magic, 81 to 80. 
I think end of the third quarter is what that just hit. I'm seeing third quarter, so that doesn't help me much. Cavs, four and a half point live favorites, 217 and a half the live total. Hawks up on the Pacers, 101 to 90, 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Atlanta, 11 and a half point live favorite, 252 and a half the live total. Knicks on top of the Bulls, 53 to 50. Uh, third quarter just about to start. Bulls still a live betting favorite, laying one and a half, 215 and a half is your live total. Raptors up on the Celtics, 59 to 58. That game at the half. Uh, Raptors laying six and a half live, 227 and a half your live total. Heat up big on the Kings at the half, 57 to 41. Uh, Heat laying 18 and a half right now and 202 and a half your live total. Grizzlies. Oh, man, this is painful. Grizzlies up on the Warriors, 27-17. to 17, Eight and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Grizzlies, 10.5-point live favorites, 194.5. You said Villanova-Houston? What would you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yes, that's what I said. 193.5 is your live total in that game. Spurs up on the Rockets, 54-41. to 41, Seven minutes left in the first half. Spurs laying 15.5 live, 246.5. Your live total. Over on the ice, two games going on. Hurricanes all over the Capitals, 5-1 to one in the second intermission. Uh, money line is off the board. You can take four and a half goals at minus 235 with the Capitals. Uh, seven and a half, your live total juiced to the over. Blues up on the Canucks, two to nothing, 1020 left in the second period. Blues minus 1400 live. Canucks plus 650. Live total set at five. The Warriors have 17 points in 15 yes. and a half minutes of basketball. They're already playing 10 deep, too. They've, they've, played, they've played 10 guys already at least. they played 10 guys at least five minutes in this game already. Make it 18 points. Yikes. Um, all right, let's go back to what we were talking about before. Now, give me an idea. How, how widespread was the market before the season, a betting market on who would win the scoring title? Few books had it, would you oh, say? Uh, good question. I would say... If you're talking, you know, here in Vegas, maybe uh, preseason one or two, mm-hmm. <laughs> East Coast books, ba- ma- basically everywhere. And you see it currently somewhere? You you will see it up at some shops. Not every shop you are right. It is limited. Um, when I was checking into this last week, the problem is all you were seeing was listed was LeBron, Embiid, Giannis. Some shops had Trey Young on there still. Okay. But it was really down to those four. Okay, should should I take a stab at this? You want me to explain it? You want go ahead. You, yeah, go okay. ahead. You got the rules. You got the rule in front of you. Uh, no, but I can get it. Here uh, we go. Here we go. Uh, to oh. qualify for the scoring yeah. title, to qualify for the scoring title, a player must appear in at least fifty-eight games out of the eighty-two game schedule. However, a player who appears in fewer than fifty-eight games may qualify as annual scoring leader if his point total would have given him the greatest average had he appeared in fifty-eight games. Now, what what they're missing from that explanation is that is, and you did a great job of this, Kelly, off air, which is so essentially, let's take it right now. LeBron James hurt his hurt his foot again. He's currently played. He's currently played fifty-five games. And he has 30.1 points a game. He leads the NBA in scoring. If LeBron James is able to play three more games and he gets to the minimum of 58, this is moot for him. But if were he not, if he were not able to play again, what they would essentially have to do is they'd be okay. Right now, it's 55 games, and his average scoring average is 30.1. 
You're probably saying, well, if 58 is average, we threw it. No. What they would do is, as Kelly pointed out off air, is they would add a 0, 0, and 0 to games 56, 57, and 58. Correct. To get him to 58 games. So 58 games divided by his total amount of points Points. would end up being his adjusted scoring average. Correct. Which, right now, he's in the lead at 30.1. Right. But if, for whatever reason, he doesn't play another game... Yes, that will drop. He's gonna. He will drop. He will, and he will probably. Dr- Joel Embiid, who's in second place right now, is at twenty nine point nine, and Giannis at twenty nine point seven. So right. this is really logjam. So they're right below. Now the the person you brought up was KD. Now Kevin Durant has a scoring average of twenty nine point five points in forty eight games. So he would be right behind LeBron, Embiid, and Giannis, right at twenty nine point five. Yep. He cannot get to the full 58 games, but KD, if he plays in the rest of the Nets games, that would mean, how many games have they played? You've got to put multiple screens Yeah, when I was checking on this last week, he could play the max of 56. So, yes, they have, the Brooklyn Nets have a grand total of seven games left. So, it sounds like 55 now. So, 55. So, he might, yeah, yeah. So, he... At the most, would have to add three zeros, three zeros to three mythical games. Redo his average. So he's got seven games to go off. Yes. In a way that would have to put, if he was to win the scoring title, he would have to soar past the guys because he knows he's going to drop back at the end with the with the adjusted right. mechanics. Yeah, right. So it's kind of, and, and what you're saying is you don't see KD anywhere on any He's board. not listed anywhere. Now, I'm just throwing out there. If yeah. you're, of course, there's three guys there. I actually think this is more interesting to talk about now because of the LeBron injury and the amount of games he's played in. Right. Because LeBron is the betting favorite at all those shops. I'm not so sure he should be. He should not be. If you're going to start adding zeros on and redoing his average Well, he would have to miss the rest of the season, right? Like, right. if he plays right. in three yeah. more games, then it's moot. Good point. Yes, he would be. He would be. Wh- which is why. But, you know, I mean, Embiid is .2 points behind him. So, I mean, it's not. So, I don't, I don't think the games, unless you think LeBron at this point is just going to shut it down, which I doubt he will, that would be an issue. The KD thing, though, is interesting. Yeah. I mean, and also think about, okay, Embiid, Giannis, they're on winning teams in the East. There's a chance that they don't, you know, they might not play too many games where they're really looking to go out for them to score a ton of points. They might be getting some rest time in that final week of the year. We're playing limited minutes, which means they're scoring out. They're scoring average at this point. It might be tough for them to go up. You you just, you know, we talked about that. You talked about that one year a couple year, uh, a couple weeks ago, Gil, where there was that score, you know, the, the scoring title up for grabs in the final day. Yes. And you had three guys going after it, right, I believe it was. It was in the uh, 70s, late 70s. Yeah, and they're all George going, Gervin and David Thompson. I don't know about you. I just don't believe that this day in the in this day and age in the NBA, you're going to put guys like Giannis and Bede out there for no. in the final games of the season just to log big minutes to score big points to try to win a title like this. But Kevin Durant, he's got to play in as many games as he can left to keep this Nets team. I was say, like, he, he's got to play. He's got to play. He's got to, and you would think the same way about LeBron, but if he's hurt, it's a different story. But Kevin Durant has to play. So, I, all I'm saying is, if I saw a market out there with Kevin Durant at 50 to 1 or something like that more, yeah. I'd be taking a sprinkle. That's a, it's a great point. For sure. And there is an example. So a past example of this, and Micah Adams, I was texting with about this all this week. He's the guy who made me aware of this. I didn't even know about it. Past example of this, Gerald Wallace, love Gerald Wallace, by the way, collected 138 steals in 55 games during the 05-06 season. 
Wallace would have led the league in steals because his average with 58 games goes out to 2.38, which was greater than the 2.28 steals per game average of Brevin Knight, who was the leader among statistical in the statistical category at the time. So same, it's same kind of thing. You wouldn't have seen if the if a betting like market like that existed back in 0506, which I'm sure it didn't at most shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't have seen Gerald Wallace most likely on there because he, at the time he's not eligible to win the Steels title. Just like you're not seeing Kevin Durant on any stat pages because right now he's not eligible to win it, but he still could. It's a bizarre. It's a bizarre scenario. It's an interesting NBA loophole scenario and, again. Scenario. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's just his thing. Apparently. What's the scenario? <laughs> yeah. That's just his thing. I, guess. I don't know. You, you find three words a show that I say weird. So I don't know. Whatever. Tack it on the list. Hawks, April ninth, nineteen seventy eight. That's what it was. George Gervin of the Spurs, who by the way were in the playoffs. You know, done deal. That they were already clinched a playoff berth. He needed 59 points to win the NBA scoring title over David over David Thompson. He went out and scored 63. Thompson, I believe, I want to find out on the same night how much Thompson ended up scoring because they were just on different in different games in different parts of the country. I think David Thompson ended up with 73 that night. Anyway, Gervin won the scoring title. Or seventy three the night. I got. I got the details that's on that. I, I, but, regardless, but that's how they used to play it. Yeah. Regardless, of even if the Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant thing comes into play, like this, this scoring title is as close as we've seen in, in a long time. I mean, three guys separated by that little. That's a that's a good little nugget you got there about that that whole quirk in the uh, in the rules. We'll come back. Paul Spora will discuss his pre flop baseball thoughts. Some season wins next, right here on Veasan's Primetime Action. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 